Welcome to 3Talk, coaching conversations for modern day living. With backgrounds in business, marketing and teaching, Susie, Lucia and Fleur bring you tips and tools to help you live the life you want to live. 3Talk, transforming lives for the better. Welcome back to 3Talk, eight ways to happier living. You heard last week that we want 2020 to be the year of health and happiness. We're constantly bombarded with messages about what makes for a good life. Advertisers tell us it comes from owning and consuming their products. The media associate with wealth, beauty or fame. And politicians claim that nothing matters more than growing the economy. But do any of these things really bring lasting happiness? For thousands of years, people have looked to philosophy, religion and grandmotherly wisdom for answers to such questions. But in recent decades, this ancient wisdom has been tested by scientific research. Scientists have found that although our genes and circumstances matter, a huge proportion of the variations in happiness between us come from our choices and activities. So although we may not be able to change our inherited characteristics or the circumstances in which we find ourselves, we still have the power to change how happy we are by the way we approach our lives. What do you think, Lucia? Oh, Flair, you love, you know that, that happiness is my thing. I just love the concept of happiness. I just love the word happy. And I think everything I do in my life evolves around that. <laughs> I think it's one of the key things. And, you know, perhaps for me, it's a bit easier to come to it because I'm a naturally happy and content person. And that is one of the core values that I that I have within me. And that's one of the key things that I try infusing in those around me and those I work with. But I agree with you. I think happiness can come from many, many places. I don't think there is the one thing that will make you happy or not. And I do think that we can change the way, certainly the way we approach happiness as such. And I think there is a big misconception that is attached to it because we tend to think that the wealthier we are, the happier we will be. The, you know, finding that perfect partner will make us happy. But I would say, truth is, none of these will make you happy if you're not happy with yourself, if you're not content with who you are and how you see things. And I think that's one of the things people tend to forget. We are looking for external things to bring us that joy and that happiness, and we should be looking inside. So I think today's episode is going to be hopefully an eye-opener for all these listeners, and hopefully will help them you know, make 2020 the year of happiness and fulfillment. So here we go. Thank you, Lucia. Couldn't agree more. Happiness is definitely an inside job. So we're going to give you eight tips today. And the first tip is do things for others. Caring about others is fundamental to our happiness. Helping other people is not only good for them, it's good for us too. It makes us happier and can help to improve our health. Giving also creates stronger connections between people and helps us to build a happier society for everyone. It's not all about the money. I think it's more important that we give our time, our ideas, and our energy. So if you want to feel good, do good. So a couple of action ideas. 
do three extra acts of kindness today. Offer to help, give away your change, pay a compliment, or make someone smile. Reach out to help someone who's struggling, give them a call or offer you your support. So let them know you care. Mm, I really agree with this one. And you know, I think this, this, the saying goes like sharing is caring, isn't it? And I think it is true. And it really gives you that feeling of like, I'm doing something good for somebody else. And that makes you feel good about yourself too. So in a selfish way, helping others helps you. And happiness comes from that. Very important, Lucia. Number two, connect with people. Our relationships with other people are the most important thing for our happiness. And this has been shown in one of the longest studies. People with strong relationships are happier, healthier, and live longer. Our close relationships with family and friends provide love, meaning, support, and increase our feelings of self-worth. Our broader social networks bring a sense of belonging. So it's vital that we take action to strengthen our relationships and make new connections. So a couple of action ideas for you. Make more time for the people who matter. Chat with a loved one or friend. Call your parents or play with the kids. Make three extra connections today. Stop to chat in the shop, wave at a neighbor or learn the name of someone new. Yeah, and I think this one might be, you know, slightly challenging for those people that are more introverted. Uh, So definitely if you feel brave enough to try and make those extra connections, by all means, go ahead and do it. If you don't feel quite ready for that, I think, you know, point number one could be a key one for you. Make sure that you are nurturing those connections with those that you love and have around. Because having like even a five minute chat with a long lost friend or you know one of your friends from childhood can help you re-energize and have that sense of of warmth and and happiness inside yeah that connecting with people is so important one of my favorites take care of your body and I like to do this whilst I'm connecting with people because I run classes for women where we get together and take care of our bodies it's also a way of connecting our body and mind are connective being active makes us happier as well as healthier It instantly improves our mood and can even lift us out of depression. We don't have to run marathons. There are simple things we can do to be more active each day. We can also boost our well-being by spending time outdoors, eating healthily, sleeping and unplugging from technology. So a couple of uh, action ideas. Firstly, be more active today. Get off the bus, stop earlier, take the stairs, turn off the TV, go for a walk. Anything that gets you moving. Second one, actions are eat nutritious food, drink more water, catch up on some sleep. Or if you're me, like to go and lay down for 20 minutes and put a Yoga Nidra app on. And notice which healthy actions lift your mood the best and do more of them. And I would say just a tiny little thing to add, because I think you said it quite nicely, is to pay attention as to what sort of mood you're in when you're not doing these things and what mood you're in when you are, because I think that can give you a very good indication of the impact that this could have in your overall happiness levels. Yes, and I think it's one we overlook that our body needs to be looked after. Notice the world around you is number four. Have you ever felt there must be more to life? Good news, because there is. 
and it's right here in front of us. We just need to stop and take and notice. Learning to be more mindful and aware does wonders for our well-being. Whether it's on our walk to work, in the way we eat or in our relationships, it helps us to get in tune with our feelings and stops us dwelling on the past or worrying about the future. So a couple of action ideas. Give yourself a bit of headspace. And there is an app called Headspace, if that's easier. At least once a day, stop and take five minutes to just breathe and be in the moment. Notice and appreciate good things around you every day, big or small. Whether it's the trees, the birds, the flowers, the smell of coffee, or the laughter and happiness on other people's faces. Just that stopping and noticing. Yeah, and I think this one goes one step farther because when you start paying attention at what's around you, it helps you understand that you're not the center of the world. And I think that's something that we really need to be aware of because we tend to be immersed in ourselves and think that our problems, whatever challenges we're facing are the most important thing in the world. And perhaps they are. But I think when you put things in context and you start realizing that it's far more than whatever situation you're going through right now, it really does help you ease out and increase those uh, you know, happiness levels by understanding that whatever is happening is just momentarily, it's just happening right now, and there's more to it. Yeah, and I think I really noticed that when I started traveling in my early 20s, because I was a teacher, I could go away every year for six weeks. When you travel to other countries, you just realize, you know, and you stop and notice, and you can really appreciate how good we do have it in the UK or, you know, in uh, developed countries. So just stopping noticing is really important, which also helped me with number five, which is keep learning. Another one of the ones I love is learning affects our well-being in lots of positive ways. And if you're listening now, you're learning. It exposes us to new ideas. It helps us to stay curious, engaged. It also gives us a sense of accomplishment, helps boost our self-confidence and resilience. Also, I think it helps you gain another perspective. There are many ways to learn new things throughout our lives, not just through formal qualifications. I mean, in my opinion, we're now in the best time for being able to get information and learn new things. We can also share a skill with friends, join a club, learn to sing, play a new sport, and so much more. So the couple of action ideas is do something for the first time today. It could be sampling sushi, trying a new route, reading a different newspaper, or visiting a local place of interest. Second action is to learn a new skill, however small. It could be a first aid technique, or a new feature on your phone, perhaps, or cook a new meal, or use a new word. It doesn't have to be, you know, signing up for a new degree. It can be something very small that you do weekly. To me, the key thing here is perspective. That's what you said, because again, we tend to think that what we believe in, what we that we think is what everybody else is going to, to be doing or thinking is tunnel vision. And when you are open to learning and bringing in new perspectives, it's really going to help you understand that, as we were saying on, you know, on point number four, there is more to it. That is just not one approach. Things are not black or white. There is a, a rainbow of options that lay within it. Uh, so definitely open up, have more perspectives and 
be open to be wrong, I would say, because it's, there's beauty in learning that you're wrong and how you can apply it as you move forward. Which leads us on to number six, which is important in the new year. Have goals to look forward to. Feeling good about the future is really important for our happiness. We all need goals to motivate us. And these have to be challenging enough to excite us, but also achievable. If we try to attempt the impossible, this creates unnecessary stress. Choosing meaningful but realistic goals gives our lives direction and brings a sense of accomplishment and satisfaction when we can achieve them. So even though it might be like a big dream, it's still you can make it possible by cutting it down into manageable steps but obviously you can't attempt the impossible isn't it I mean there's no way that I'm going to marry Tom Cruise next year <laughs> this is not going to happen well you never know the law of six degrees isn't it you know you've got six people between you and Tom Cruise Flair and let's make it happen <laughs> so that won't be on my bucket list <laughs> action ideas take the first step think of a goal you're aiming for and do one thing to get started make a call fill in that form tell others second point is share your dreams tell three people about an inspiration that is really important to you this year and listen to theirs too so start you know taking action Mm. and if you're struggling with this one i would really recommend going back to our very last episode of 2019 where we reposted our goal setting episode so this could really help you get on with your goals for this new year and, you know, really learn to set that big, scary, hairy goal, that but one that really gets you excited and understand how you can get there. So there you go. Go back to our last episode and expand on how to set these goals. Which leads us nicely to number seven, be comfortable with who you are. When you're comfortable with who you are, you are more likely to do the goals that really resonate with you. We've said many times, nobody's perfect. But so often we compare a negative view of ourselves with an unrealistic view of other people. Dwelling on our flaws, what we're not, rather than what we've got, makes it much harder to be happier. Learning to accept ourselves, warts and all, and being kinder to ourselves when things go wrong increases our enjoyment of life, our resilience and our well-being. It also helps us accept others as they are. So ask a few, a few of your friends what they think your good points are and you'll be surprised at the lift it will give you. I did this recently for a course that I was on and was shocked with the replies. So I think sometimes we are in our own, like Lucia said, our little narrow tunnel. So it's really good to open up and ask our friends. So action ideas, ask a trusted friend or colleague to tell you what you think your real strengths are. Try to make more use of these. Be as kind to yourself as you are to others. See your mistakes as opportunities to learn. Notice things you do well, however small. And, you know, this one is one of my favorite ones because I think the key thing for us all to learn here is that you're not going to be perfect ever. <laughs> And don't try to. You are perfect just the way you are, flaws and all. And I think it's learning to be kind to ourselves and understanding that you are doing your very best. You are doing the best that you can in the moment that you're in and you're learning, you're improving, you're progressing. You are a piece of work. And I just love that sense of 
ever evolving, ever learning, ever achieving and ever improving. Yeah, I think it's really important is to just be happy with you are and then we've got that energy, haven't we? Mm. Grow. So finally, eight, be part of something bigger. People who have meaning and purpose in their lives are happier, feel more in control and get more out of what they do. They also experience less stress, anxiety and depression. But where do we find meaning and purpose? It might come from doing a job that makes a difference. It might come from our religious or spiritual beliefs, or it might come from our family. The answers vary for each of us, but they all involve being connected to something bigger than ourselves. So a couple of action points for you here. Feel part of something bigger by spend time with children, visit an inspiring location, gaze at the stars or join a club. Be more charitable, give others your time. Offer to help neighbours or friends. Consider giving your blood or volunteering to kind of take you out of your own little comfort zone. Yeah, I think it's having that sense of belonging and being part of something that is outside of you. And I think as coaches, for example, this is something that we've got at our core. I think like, you know, one of the biggest joys that we get is when we're working with somebody or talking with somebody and we can see that spark in their eyes and you can see that they feel they are able and confident of doing something. It is something bigger than you and it really connects to why you do what you do and why it's so fundamentally important for you to be in that place at that time with that person is more than what you think, what you believe and what you are trying to do. It becomes all about who you are trying to help. And that's yeah. one of the really joys that you can ever have. Yeah, that meaning and purpose is so important. If you want to do something small, I remember when I first had the children, I would just go into the local school um, one afternoon for, I mean, it doesn't even have to be the whole afternoon, just for an hour, just reading with some of the children whose parents you know, one around to read with them. Even that was gave you so much joy knowing you were giving back. So it can be something very small. It doesn't have to be something, you know, where you're changing the world and you're the new Oprah. It can start small, you'll feel that joy and I'm sure that that will grow from there. Mm. So thank you for joining us today. Please share with anyone you think will find this podcast useful. Thank you for joining and subscribing. We really appreciate it as we can keep giving this free content. If you're not subscribed, do subscribe on iTunes and then it will alert you of the next episode. Keep working on your happiness and we're sending you lots of positive energy, lots of love, lots of happiness. Have a great week. Bye for now. <laughs>